Are dents and scratches putting a dent in your day? Introducing Rogerstein Crash Repairs Adelaide, your trusted solution for automotive woes. With over two decades of expertise, Rogerstein Crash Repairs guarantees top-notch service, restoring your vehicle to its former glory in no time. From minor dings to major collisions, our skilled technicians handle it all with precision and care using state-of-the-art equipment and techniques. Rogerstein Crash Repairs saved my car. It looks brand new. Fast, friendly and reliable. I wouldn't trust anyone else with my vehicle. Don't let accidents slow you down. Visit Rogerstein Crash Repairs Adelaide at 14 Penner Avenue, Glind for quality service you can count on. And here's a special offer just for our listeners. Mention this podcast and receive a $100 discount on your repair. Roger Steen Crash Repairs Adelaide. Excellence in every repair. Previously, Previously. on the Game On Podcast. Sturt winning the uh, wheelchair league for the third time in a row. Yeah, the Eagles were a couple of goals up, but uh, Matt Gregory, who is the Barry Robber and Don Bradman of the competition, got on top in the mi- in the middle. I-, I didn't think the Eagles played it as well as they could have. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very tactical game, wheelchair footy. And if anyone wants to go on, it's still available on the on the SNFL now. Click on and have a look. It is a fascinating sport, and it is so quick. Um, the blocking and tactics off the ball mm-hmm. is quite incredible. And look, watching the the Paralympics at home, and I'm saying to Emma, right, they'll do this, and she said, "Well, how do you know that?" And I said, "Because if I'm commentating the yeah, wheelchair footy, you sort of see it, yeah." You know, and it's I love the sport. I love the inclusiveness of it. Yep, everyone knows each other. You know, there'll be opponents in that, but playing wheelchair basketball together on a Tuesday night, so it's a little bit different. Yep. in that way. Mm-hmm. But game has played in pretty good spirit. Yes, Sturt, we're on the right side of it in the end. Sportscast SA presents Game On. Game On. South Australia's destination for everything sports. Local, national, and international sports. AFL football, soccer, basketball, golf, baseball, tennis, cricket, and any other sports played in this wide world. And we're going to have a blast doing it. So sit back, relax, and let's do this thing. Welcome Welcome to to Game On. Welcome to Game On. My name's Pete, uh, once again joined by Malcolm and... Sturt, uh, victorious uh, for the third time running in the uh, wheelchair, SNFL wheelchair, wheelchair league. Yeah, there was about 400 people out there last Friday night at Lights View. As I said, I, I really value the con- the competition. Uh, love the – everyone's included, the inclusiveness. Mm-hmm. It really is a sport. Uh, I can't speak highly enough, and I think it's – I rate it as a privilege to be involved in a very small way, and yeah. It's fantastic it. that a lot of uh, state and national bodies are taking a uh, an approach to inclusion. Uh, wheelchair uh, athletes deserve uh, credit where credit's due in getting up and you know having a red hot go. And uh, for Sturt, they've obviously got a cracking team there at the moment. Oh, they have. And as I said, Matt Gregory's the key. Um, with only five players on court, one 
play. And they've got another good forward, mm-hmm. Guan, who kicked seven. Um, but, yeah, Gregory's just – he's fantastic. His long handball ability in the wheelchair is a Gary McIntosh-like. Mm-hmm. And he's incredible. Honestly, it is – I can't urge enough. I will mention when it starts again because that's a break now for a fair while yep. when the competition starts again because hopefully there's going to be other sides added, other clubs are going to come in, so we've just got to wait and see yep. there. Um, I just can't emphasise enough. Anyone, you're not doing the on a Friday night in the future, get along to Lights View. It's free admission and it's well worth it and you will appreciate it. And it's, it's interesting talking to people who come along and watch now and – Oh, yeah, geez, it's incredible. And yeah, keep an eye on this space. Uh, yep, we'll we'll so. advertise it once it starts Definitely. up again, and um, let's see if Sturt can make it four in a row, or maybe someone can knock them off their yeah. uh, off their perch. So yep, let's, we'll let's definitely get, get someone on too. Absolutely. Around the grounds. Today, mate, on Around the Grounds, we're going to have a, a bit of a discussion about concussion, which we do most weeks at the moment. Yeah. Um, but there have obviously been some retirements along the way, so we'll talk about yep. that. Yep. Uh, some tennis, some cricket, but we'll kick off with the AFL, mate. Uh, round 22, we did mention it last week. We picked the correct uh, score, uh, Collingwood by eight points. Yeah. Um, getting over Geelong and uh, a very, very good game. Was a good game. Fluctuated back and forth. The cats started well, and then the pies closed. And yeah, we're doing this on the Friday night. It's a little bit later than normal for us, just before the Brisbane Collingwood game, and you know, a few outs for Collingwood tonight. So it does give Brisbane a big chance. Absolutely. Uh, Essendon just getting over North Melbourne in the end. Yeah, look, they've fallen in Essendon against North Melbourne and West Coast, and they're lucky enough that they've played. Those four four times, so it's probably flattering them a bit. Now we'll just wait and see on the GWS game this week. Yeah, they've not exactly uh, been well beaters, no. but um, yeah, it's it's a it's a tough form line because sometimes they're playing some good footy. Um, all credit to North Melbourne, obviously uh, taking it up to them, but yeah, you're right, it's going to be interesting. String a Draper back this week. Mm, interesting. Um, mm. Sydney defeating Gold Coast, which effectively keeps Sydney alive and. Uh, Tips uh, Gold Coast out of the running for finals this year. Yeah, and Gold Coast started well. We're up a couple early, and then there was a good mark. Sydney kicked the goal, got them back, and then another one. And yeah, and they've kicked very straight the last two weeks, Sydney. So hopefully they miss a few tomorrow night. But yeah, could be a little um, bit wet, so you never know. Mm. We'll talk about that one yep, in a little yep. while. Um, Carlton v Melbourne, uh, a very finish. very tight finish, a tight game uh, all up. But yes, a controversial finish with the. Uh, Third umpire or the oh, uh, the tell. bunker or whatever you tell. want to call it. Exactly yeah. right. Um, it went through about six pairs of hands and a couple yeah. of pairs of legs. So, yeah, don't know about that one no. there. Um, but congratulations to Carlton. Eight in a row, certainly the form side yeah, at the moment. they are. They make it for, in terms of – and now you have that week off. There's not really the benefit the top four that there used to be. So it's really, you know, can they keep going? Momentum for another a big six thing. weeks. Yeah, you've got to wait and see. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, Fremantle absolutely destroying uh, West Coast once again, 101 points. West Coast are losing an internal trial game at the moment. They're that bad. There's a couple of witches hats oh, that might be shaking oof. in their boots. Um, Adam Simpson. Um, Mate, he's gone. He's gone. He yep. has to. Yep. Has to because you just can't front to hear that same voice again. Look, yes, it then hurts them on the soft cap. The two, the 
the few million which it's going to cost them for the amount of money West Coast turnover, they'll they'll be fine with that. Mm-hmm. It's it, yes, it will hurt him in the soft cap, but I I just don't think you can return to that same voice when you've got yeah you know, so many pants down. I think there's I think there's six games they've lost by over a hundred and. Yep. I think it's another two by over 80 and another two by over 60. We haven't seen that you for know. a long, long oh, time. That's... They're the worst side since Fitzroy finished up. Yep. Crazy, so, crazy to think. Yeah. Uh, Hawthorne just getting over the Bulldogs by uh, three points. Puts the Bulldogs in a very precarious yeah. position now, and Hawthorne have sort of come home with a little bit of a uh, a wet sail at the moment. While it was a, a little bit of a surprise, you can't have the way Hawthorne had played so well against Collingwood the week before, Sort of wasn't, but it's a, it was just a huge result, which keeps everything alive for this weekend. Changes so, the dynamic yeah. dramatic, dramatically in the scheme of things. And uh, Hawthorne have got that hard edge of comp- competitiveness about them that they just keep plugging away, plugging away, plugging away. And we've sort of seen that a little bit from Adelaide, uh, you know, with Knicks, um, you know, a bit of that Sydney-like, you know, not giving up much. Yeah. Um, Sam uh, Mitchell's a very, very good coach, uh, but really, you know, has let's, instilled let's that. Let's go in back the... on the Western Bulldogs, though. They're down by three points, about a minute to go. Now, yeah. you would have thought that's a situation you've trained to the cows come in. And English goes and takes the kick out. Yep. I, we were just dumping out. I was at uh, Oval Avenue because the Woodville West Horrens were guests of uh, the, the wheelchair side, were guests of the club. So yes. a couple of guys had come along. So yep. I was at that. And um, yeah, we were just English got the ball, and we're just going, what? And yeah, I just, I just don't get that there would have been a set play. Surely yes. English is one of the targets who then tries to tap it on. Yeah, it was bizarre. I would have thought Caleb Daniel being one of their better kicks would yeah, have been takes the kick out. ideally. You know, gets him. You know, uh, runs off, runs off, long fifteen minutes. Yeah, and then taps over the back, maybe a Bondempelli or a Smith yeah, racing or, on. You exactly just would have right. thought that would have been. Re- Practice and practiced, and English t- just dumbfounded. Yeah, could cost them a final spot, or yep. it may put them in a precarious position when it comes to the finals and well, who they play against. Geelong play; they played Geelong last game. They, that could be for a spot. Yep, never know. Um, the St Kilda keeping their season alive yeah. against the uh, Tigers against Richmond. There. I think Ross Lyons to coach of the year to get that St Kilda list to now where they should play finals. Okay. So I, I think they'll beat Geelong this week. I reckon with Geelong's outs, with Stanley out, mm-hmm. no ruck, um, Rowan out as well. They've been hot and cold to the Cats. Yep. Where, and I think they've missed Selwood a lot more than any of us realised. We sort of thought that might happen. But not to the extent it yep. has. And so out of that, I just think still I look at that St Kilda side and I think, how in the hell is that side going to play finals? Mm-hmm. So just hats off to Ross Lyon. Certainly come uh, back in with a relaxed attitude earlier on in the year where they were cruising at one stage oh. and then they fell in a bit of a hole and have just sort of found their way back a little bit now. And you're right, Ross Lyon deser- deserves a bit of a pat on the back for that. Huge game. So this week where they played Geelong mm. and then they play Brisbane in Brisbane next week. Yep. So they're, they're not... Over the line no. yet, but geez, we'll uh, yep. we'll get to that one as well. Yep. Port Adelaide, fifty-one point winners over the Giants. Um, certainly, well needed for the for Port to come back after a few losses. But and the dynamic and the, the dynamic, dynamic of the finals with the Giants as well. Yeah, but the the terrific threesome in terms of Rosie Butters and Horn Francis were just 
just quick. And I still think the weather in September, they're the side I still think it'll suit more than anyone else. So, yeah, yeah, Carlton might be up there yeah. at the moment. They're, they're starting to find some form. And I just love Port's pace, though, yeah. as much as I hate to say it. Yeah, fair, fair call. And the Brisbane Lions just getting over the line yeah. against Adelaide by six points. Um, Adelaide, Adelaide had their goals. chances. Yeah, they did. Adelaide, they started well, Adelaide too, so they had some chances. Probably didn't have any luck with the umpiring whatsoever, but, you know, they just missed some set shots as well. A game that they would have fancied themselves, uh, obviously, the the away record, all right, we're going to continue to talk about that until the cows come home. But, you know, against top four sides, they've played the top four sides seven times this year. Uh, two losses to Collingwood by an aggregate of yeah. three points, I think it was, or four yeah. points. Um, they've uh, lost to Melbourne by uh, under Cut a kick. Yeah. They've beaten Port Adelaide twice, twice and they've lost to uh, lost Brisbane to, here. Lost to Brisbane once and, yeah. and beat Brisbane once. So, you know, their form stacks up and really th- they're doing everything in their power not to make the eight. Well, I think there was a... When I they saw, probably could. I saw a, a premiership table where it had the... Results under a goal flipped around, and the Crows were fourth. Yep. And they would have been staying fourth. So, yeah, it shows they've been close. Oh, look, I'm still where I will criticise Adelaide. Those things out of your control. Yep. Not going to Darwin earlier is still, for me, the crucial biggest stuff up of the year. I just still found that incomprehensible and... Yeah, still do, obviously. We'll look back on that one once yeah. the final eight is set. And, and yeah. like we said, there is some interesting games in round 23, which we'll talk about now, that is going to shape yeah. that eight uh, or knock a few teams out of contention along the way. Collingwood v Brisbane, 1v2. Ironically, a far bigger game for Port tonight than Collingwood. Collingwood doesn't really matter so much. Uh, rap that um, young Ryan debuts tonight mm-hmm. to, uh, Glenelg kid commentated him last year a couple of times. He was emergency earlier in the year when calling for the Collingwood game here. Yep. And to his credit, came and watched Glenelg's 18s as well and had a chat to him. And yeah, I rate the kid. I rate the kid very highly as a player. Yep. And um, yeah, just really impressed that night. He could have easily gone, yeah, the thanks, mate. Yeah, no worries. But he was genuinely engaging mm-hmm. and. Oh, no, I really appreciate that. And he was, yeah, so full hats off and good luck to the kid tonight. Absolutely. What a game to uh, debut in yep. uh, at Marvel Stadium, which, you, again... I'll tell you what, I'll make one, I'll make MCG, one prediction for him. His first hatch will be run, running backwards into a pack. Trust me, he goes where angels fear to tread. Fair call, and that's probably why McRae has said, hey, oh. let's give you a job and away you go. Uh, who's your tip in that one, mate? Oh, look, I think you have to go for Brisbane just because who's out in terms of Moore, Dugowie, Nick mm-hmm. Dacos. So there's some big outs for the Pies. But I still think, you know, it'll go down to the wire. I, I don't yeah, think it, it's a it, set either it, way. It's not a lay down, Mazzaro. No, I, I totally agree with you. I, I sort of thought Collingwood were going to be in a bit of trouble last week against Geelong with uh, a few few of them out. And, when and then when Moore went down early, time, yeah, yeah, it was, uh, you know, you went, oh, here we go. And Geelong had, had them by the scruff of the yeah. neck there early and then they just found a way to win. It seems to be Collingwood's resilience. I'm going to pick the Pies uh, again. They don't need to win, but no, but I, I think for the uh, Brisbane's psyche. record at Marvel's not bad. Their record at the G's terrible, but mm-hmm. their record at Marvel's okay. So, if yeah. you're Brisbane, would you have wanted to play at the G, considering finals potentially going to be played there, or 
are they thinking along the lines of the only time we're going to be there is the grand final? Why not think along that way at yeah, the moment? Absolutely. All right, Richmond v North Melbourne. Uh, retirement day. So Cochin, um, Rewalt, Rewalt yep. and I think it's Cunnington for North Melbourne. So huge day. Um, I think you have to go for Richmond though. I think so. I think it's going to be a lot closer than we think, but I'm on the same page, I reckon. Richmond as well. Um, Gold Coast Suns v Carlton. Again, you have to go for Carlton. Is it, it, while it's up at Gold Coast, yeah, you've got to go for Carlton and see King pulled out today, mm-hmm. Max King pulled out today. So I think that's a pretty big out for Gold Coast. Yeah, well, Carlton, nine, nine in a row yeah. it could be. So yeah. uh, certainly sounding uh, the alarm bells for the uh, top four. Um, in that they're in some pretty good form. And, again, that buy that happened right at the right time for them allowed them to reset and refocus yeah. and adjust, and it's worked out beautifully for them. Uh, Giants v Essendon, huge game here. Huge yeah, es- game. Giants get their two small forwards, Daniels and Edford, I think he's back, who were suspended last week. Yep. Uh, Essendon get Draper and Stringer back, but they've both been out for a fair while. I'll go Giants, but I think it's a real toss of the coin as well. Whoever wins this game here basically puts them right in the box yeah, seat for playing finals, does. doesn't Very it? Very much yeah. so. Yep. yep. Uh, Giants for me at home. Yep. I can't go past them at the moment. Uh, St Kilda v the Cats. We talked about it earlier. This one's a bit of a do-or-die Look, game it, as well. It is. I, I just, I'll go for St Kilda's defence where you know Wilkie has been very good. They do shut the teams down. Uh, the Cats are probably going to be more attacking and take more risks. Um, again, toss the coin. Will the will the champs hang on for one more or will they be knocked off the ropes and be down and out? Hawkins' back's big, but again, won't say. been out for a little while. Yeah, There's a, a lot of teams while. that are, are throwing the kitchen sink at trying to get that extra yeah. win to somewhat guarantee them a final spot, and here's where percentage comes into play. Yeah, but the trouble is out of that, it's been too, not quite so much because it's been two draws. So that's where the draw could – Adelaide could miss out by two points yet. Yeah, and we'll get to that one in yeah. a minute. Um, the Bulldogs v. the Eagles. Yeah, as as I said, I wouldn't bet – I wouldn't bet uh, – I wouldn't bet West Coast against Adelaide Uni scum. So. Fair yeah. enough. Um Bulldogs uh, certainly in the box seat with a out of all of the teams that are vying for that top eight top eight spots, they do have a relatively easy ish draw. Oh, they played Geelong next week. They did, so. and and we thought that they'd beat Hawthorne. So yeah. again, nothing's yeah. guaranteed. Yeah, and, I think they'll beat West Coast. But I think yeah. you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Melbourne v Hawthorne could be a little thorn in yeah, Melbourne's side. Yeah, it is very much so. While you have, while you logically tip Melbourne, you you've got to give Hawthorne a chance. Yep. Um, Melbourne's still forward line up in the air. It didn't function that well against Carlton last week. Mm-hmm. Can Grundy do a job up forward? Petty out, st- Petty well, out for the year. Uh, Fritch still out, due back next week. Yep. McDonald had his first game back last week in the in the Magoos. Um, so there's still a lot of ifs about the Ds at the moment. Mm. It's going to be an interesting one, and it's probably a game that Melbourne would want leading into the finals where yeah. Hawthorne are really playing some good football and that hard-edged 
uh, style of game, it's probably the ideal warm up against a team who you know wants to prove themselves, and, and they did it against Collingwood a few weeks ago, where yeah. they touched them up by thirty odd points. So yeah. you never know. Uh, Port Adelaide v Fremantle. Yeah, in Perth, it is the last game of the round. Um, oh, you've got to go for Port. They they travel reasonably well, and I just think they're. I think their gun their gun midfields be suited to uh, the open spaces at Optus. So, yeah, yep. uh, again, Fremantle are that Jekyll and Hyde team that have mm. never really quite got it together this year. You have to back Port at the moment. Yep. Uh, we will talk about it now. Uh, Ken Hinckley obviously signing for two years. I think they had to. Like a few people say, oh, they shouldn't have waited to the end. No, they can't do that under the under the laws are in place. You've got to tell which coaches are still required as the yep. assistant coaches. Mm-hmm. It's it's not just a oh we'll wait to the end of the year. No, it doesn't work that way. It's yep. not reality. I also think with Gold Coast practically coming out yeah. and announcing that uh, Hardwick's going to yeah. be the coach up there, I think. That made the decision for Port Adelaide a lot easier and went, you know what, let's go with it now. It seems like, and it's been muted around uh, various other radio stations, that there's a potential succession plan there for for Josh Carr. Sounds that way. But Josh Carr's been doing a lot of the work, or it seems like he's been doing a lot of the work behind the scenes already in this process of this transition. I think Josh Carr and N Bassett have been very... uh, Proactive. Proactive. Absolutely. And I leave to the final game of the round, Adelaide. Uh, sorry, not the final game of the round, but final game we want to talk about here is the Crows v the Swans, which is probably the biggest game apart from the uh, Essendon Giants game. Absolutely flabbergasted and bitterly disappointed by Crows' selection. Uh, I can't believe they've dropped Peddler. Um, Adelaide lacked class. And they seem to worship mediocrity and the good, honest tries. You know, Robert uh, Murphy, O'Brien, Keys. Yeah, good try, but you've got to play class. Mm-hmm. Now, everyone's going on how much Adelaide have improved and all that. If Adelaide lose this week, they actually end up about where they finished last year. Yep. So for all the progression, it mightn't end up as much. And I just can't believe I go class personally. Mm-hmm. I want class to play, Rochelle. I, I don't understand their love for Murphy. Yes, he puts pressure on. I still think McHenry would have been um, just as good, if not better, in that role. Mm-hmm. He's kicked 12 goals for the year, Murphy, and keeps his spot while Peddler gets dropped. He's kicked 25, and, yeah, I just... Well, I think Peddler gives a bit more dynamic oh, around the middle of the ground as yeah, well. That and if they do need a bit of drive through there, that they can chuck him in there in a way well, is it a case of maybe injured, maybe not quite right? Oh, well, he's named. He's still the sub. Who's to say someone doesn't get injured in the first minute? So I'll never wear that one. And the other bit too is, as you said, the midfield. At one stage, Peddler's percentages mm. of playing in the middle was the best of any Crows player on clearances. Yep. For mine, he's their future in the midfield, and it is a midfield which desperately needs class. Play him, for goodness sake. Yep. So, and especially yep. in a do-or-die game. I Rank, can't believe it. Rankin returns. Uh, I would have played him last week. Yeah. I would have take, taken the risk and played him last week. He got through training and they decided to hold him, hold him back one more. Okay, I'm saying that with not having their medical stuff yep. in front of me. So, yep. yeah, I'll wear that. Hindsight's a wonderful thing. That oh, X factor would have been I always vital. thought that was going to be a very close game. Yep. I still think. They, they could well end up missing by out by half a game and the 
the what ifs with Adelaide. Yes, ranking last mm-hmm. week, the Darwin stupidity, incompetence. There's lots of things. It could be something that we talk about over the summer. Oh. So uh, Adelaide v Sydney, who are you picking, mates? I'm going for Sydney because I'm so angry with Adelaide's selection. So there you are. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, tough to go against Sydney at the moment. They're actually playing some pretty good yeah. football. And as you mentioned a little bit earlier, they're kicking straight. And as we've seen, teams that kick straight generally yeah. win games. Yep. But I'm going to take it back one step further. The first team to 100 points is going to win. And in most cases, Adelaide have got to the 100-point mark better than any team at home than most. So I think Adelaide, but yeah, I, don't I don't think, think it's going to be, be that sort no. of game. I think it's going to be a bit wet for that. And yeah, it will be. It's a bit dewy and, and all that. Yep. Yeah, I'm a little surprised Sydney brought in another tall with a Marty out, put in a Buller, I think it is, but yep. another tall. Um, so, yeah. But, it's going to be an interesting one. Yep. We'll keep an eye on it. And uh, if they win this game, it... Gets them one step closer to playing finals, which I think is definitely a good pass mark for the Crows this year. Oh, that'd be a we'll huge see. pass mark. Yep. But I just, as I said, I just don't. I've probably been as angry with selection this year as I've ever been. Yep. I just don't get it. I think if they do make it, they're going to sh- shake and rattle a few teams that are in there going, geez, we don't want to be playing oh, them if I, they I, play some pretty good football. I don't think any team would want to play Adelaide. No. So, yeah. Fair cool. All right, we move on to the SNFL, mate. Uh, uh, here we go. Uh, the Bulldogs just going down to Sturt. We knew that this one was going to be close. And they were up. Yeah. Three goals too. And I thought my tip of the Bulldogs as the upset was looking good. It was. Yeah. Sturt yeah. found a way to win. Yep. Um, Glenelg just getting over Port Adelaide uh, at Albert and Oval, which Port don't uh, do well losing at home. Yeah, they did enough. They just did what they had to the Bays to get up Again, they are well and truly the side to beat. Absolutely. North Adelaide starting to make their run, um, defeating Woodville West Torrens, and effectively pretty much we're putting West Torrens out of the, the run for the five now. Yeah, so it's out of uh, North Adelaide and Centrals for that last spot. Yep. And, it, and it's, sent, it's North to lose now. Yep. So, yeah. And North are just coming into a little bit of form. Um, Jacob Surgeon hopefully uh, getting them cherry ripe for a run at September again. Uh, Adelaide doing the job... Um, out at uh, Mount Barker, uh, Murray, Bridge. Murray Bridge. Sorry, Bridge, apologies. Yeah. Yep. Murray Bridge there against uh, West Adelaide. Yeah, and they lost Himmelberg in the first five minutes, and they actually got injury, and they're playing a lot of top ups, but they've still been very good. So it's that's probably been a bit of a surprise to how Adelaide has been so consistent with that getting injuries at AFL level yep. and at SNFL level. So we tip. Uh, we sort of said last week that Mickey Godden, you know, has yeah, done a very, very good yeah, job no, in transitioning those guys from SNFL to AFL. It seems like he's doing the job for the next rung that are coming through of top-ups that are still doing the, the job that's required. Yeah. Fantastic. And to finish us off, uh, Norwood getting over South Adelaide in a very tight and emotional tush, yeah. tussle out at the parade. Yeah, it was. It was a pretty emotional day. Uh, look, yep, I went along Wednesday to... The service online at Nord, and where the funeral was at back at Tarragon. Look, it's just it's gut wrenching, it's shattering. Words, mm-hmm. words mean nothing, and just sincere condolences to the Loudon family. And look, I think Nord, I think Nord could still struggle tomorrow. Yep. It. Yeah. I. I yeah. yeah. The repercussions, obviously, yeah, uh, are going to be huge. Um, yeah, that, that, that players are, are still somewhat mourning a loss of a, um, a beloved teammate. It's going to make it very difficult for them to uh, 
see out the season, but um, maybe it's the best place for them at the moment to be on field. But who knows? Each player will, yeah, will, will take it take it differently. Absolutely. All right, we move on to round 17, South Adelaide v Port Adelaide. I'll go for Port, just I think a little bit more consistent um, than South. South Row... South were disappointing the first three quarters last week. And then their last quarter, I didn't think it was a case of Nord being out. Nord kicked the first two goals the last quarter, thought, good, game's over. Mm-hmm. And then South were fantastic after that. Yeah, they got – and they actually probably should have got a free kick, which would have given them the chance to win the game in the last minute. Mm-hmm. But they had, had got one shocking soft one before that, which yep. was – oh. I'm more and more convinced that you've got to have played adult football to umpire. I've yep. always had that opinion, and I reckon I'm more become more and more fanatical watching each week and just dumbfounded. And the lack of understanding on what's actually a sling tackle too. There were three paid last week, and look, the one Nord received, the Nord player was like afterwards. Well, he goes, "No, I was gone." Yeah, he said that was a ridiculous decision. Yep. Yeah, yep. Oh, it was fine. Nothing wrong with that tackle, and I just think there's. Some umpires are just panicking. Yep. They really are panicking. There's just a lack of footy nous out there. So. Fair call. Yep. Um, yeah, the South Adelaide, uh, I think Port Adelaide as well, uh, yep. down at Flinders University Stadium. Huge game here. The Bulldogs v the Roosters. Uh, this is at Prospect Oval. So yeah. this is going to be a, a, a final shaping SNFL uh, round as well. Since it's at Wembley of, North, Wembley of the North, Chocker's name for prospect, mm-hmm. the great man Frederick Archibald Block, mm-hmm. um, RIP. It's, we've also been through that in the last fortnight. Yep. Um, I'll go. I'll go the Roosters. I think the Roosters are just going to have a little too much class on this occasion, and like I said, I think they're building quite nicely towards September. Uh, we go on to the Eagles v the Tigers. The Tigers are the form yeah. side at the moment. I can't tip Tigers. against them, unfortunately. Tigers. Tigers. Nord v West Adelaide at Hisense uh, Arena or Stadium. Again, look, Nord should win. Um, it's always a danger game going to Hisense. And our record's not great, not great down there. there. No. no, it's been terrible. Probably a little bit better in day than night. Yeah. Um, look, Nord should win, but I tossed the coin. Yeah, and, and as I said, you just... A tip of draw, how about that? There's more things more important than footy yep. at the moment. It's probably the best way Absolutely. of my... Feelings. Absolutely. Uh, a draw would probably be a fitting result. And Sturt v Adelaide out at Unley Oval there, or Wigan Oval. I'll go for Sturt with Adelaide's injuries. See, Strawn's out as well. So Adelaide have lost just quite a few, and the seven inclusions are all sample level. Yes. And I think they're going to hold a player back uh, that Hinge will have a fitness test in the last half hour to hour before the game. So it's another player. My mail will be held back, that Nankervis will be held back. Fair call. And Nankervis has been playing some great football, but Hinge has been playing some unbelievable football. So going to be interesting there. So, yes, the ladder as it stands, Glenelg, Sturt, Adelaide, Port Adelaide, North Adelaide and Centrals. Now, this game between Centrals and North, oh, as we mentioned, game. is the game of the round for Massive me. Massive game. Absolutely. All right, mate, we move on. World Cup, uh, it'd be remiss if we didn't uh, discuss the World Cup. Uh, oh. Before we spoke last week, we had the quarterfinal sh- uh, penalty shootout between Australia and France. Wow, what a what a, what a atmosphere and what a, what a result at the end of the day. I think it's too, it's one where everyone's going to, 
name where you were at the time, yes. Job. And I happened to be at the cathedral for the Hold Your Bowlies in honour of Fred Block, which was a fantastic night. And I sent through a couple of clips yes, to you and a bit absolutely, of fun there. Absolutely. And yeah, Suzanne, three votes. Um, and it was amongst 200 people. The atmosphere was a lie. It was just incredible. And it's, you know, and the, the ratings numbers are just astounding. It's unbelievable. Like you, you wonder what it would have been for the final. Like it reached, it topped at eleven point two million yesterday. Mm-hmm. Well, you're not far off one in every two Australians watching. That's it. pretty it's, much it. It's isn't incredible. It? it it's given Australia a national team to really jump behind yeah. at the moment, and they've they've proven that. You know they are part of an elite company in on the world stage. And I've got a few theories on that too. I, I think that because it's not a sport with millionaires or all over it and prima donnas, and I think that has captured the Australian public. Where beforehand we all knew Sam Kerr. Yes, let's be honest, we knew Sam Kerr and probably a couple of the others. If most people were were lucky, and yep. I, I think yep. realistically cool. we probably knew one, yep. where we now know the whole side and now you know, the goalie would you know, become household names. Yes. And so it's kind of interesting with the, how they kick on from that. Like Australia had a reasonably successful men's World Cup, but it didn't seem to build on anything mm-hmm. afterwards. Hopefully with this, it does and you know. Well, I've got that on my, run, my run sheet here, you know, um, you know, has this work? You know, will it will it help women's sport in general? Not only just women's soccer, but women's sport in general. I think so. Like, I think people are just more now, and you know, you did have the chauvinistic bit, and I think that's now gone, mm-hmm. and so it should. Um, so it just it's going to change Australia Australia's face hope, of sport but all in I'm women's saying, sport. Yep. Yes, I, I I think it will. I think it'll. Result in more participation with females yep. in sport. I think the young girl who's a bit self conscious and all that might, hey, geez, everyone's on, come out and play. Yep. And there's so many opportunities in that in all sports. Absolutely. You, know, you think cricket now is very much both sexes, where previously 10 years ago, yep, it was just, it was just male. male dominated. Yep. Um, where now you're virtually looking at every club, like Paynham, here yep. we've now got. Four men's and two female sides at yep. senior level. Well, you know, imagine if you'd said that twenty years. Yeah, ago. yeah, you'd have been laughed out of the room. I totally agree with you, and it is going to change the face of women's sport, not only in this country but around the world. And FIFA even have even come out and said that you know it's one of the best World Cups that that, that they've participated in, and well done to Australia and New Zealand who were co-hosts yes. uh, for putting on such a great event. Well, the attendances are well up on any previous World Cup, and the ratings are a mile up. Yep. So it's it's been an incredible success, and you can imagine the Channel Seven who've got you know ha- have, having it on, they'd be uh, yeah yeah licking their lips. It. Thank you very much for coming. Yeah. Uh, we move on to the semi final, which was on Wednesday night, which is when we generally record yep. most of our um, uh, episodes. Um, on this occasion, we were transfixed by having to, to sit back and watch it and be involved uh, at live sites. Uh, unfortunately, I can't drive at the moment so uh, through injury, um, so I can't get out and about like I was, but you could certainly hear it around the suburbs yeah. here that people were invested in the game. And Australia just ran out of puff, really, at the end of the day. I think it was such an emotional quarter final. 
Yeah, but it's such a fine line. Like Kerr puts one of those chances away at the end, and it's two two, and it keeps going. Yes, does the momentum there? We just don't know. Absolutely. As uh, as John Griffin was his favourite saying, it's a fine line between pleasure and pain. pain. We love using that one there. Yeah. Uh, Kerr just didn't quite look right. I mean, there's some talks. You know, she's playing at seventy eighty percent. Do you take somebody like that at seventy eighty percent and give them a whole game or? Do they go with the tactic that they'd used quite well throughout the la- the previous couple of rounds? Pine. Start her on the pine and bring her on for impact? T- toss of the coin. Let's do remember, she did score our goal. Yep, and it was so, an absolute rip snorter, wasn't so, it? Yeah. I, H- hard to debate, yeah, isn't it? It is. I, don't, I, I can't criticise Gustafsson for that. Now, talking about Gustafsson, um, the USA today sacked their coach. They might be looking at him as a replacement. Mm, yeah. Feather in the cap or yeah, I um, think so. where does that leave Australia? Yeah, I'm not sure, but let's wait and see. You could argue on a couple of his positional changes, Carpenter and out of, out of a right, uh, spot. Yep. Talking to a couple of people tonight who are a lot more soccer focused knowledge yep. than mine, and mm-hmm. that, that was their criticism. Yep. Tonight, so it was interesting in that way. Yeah, fair call. Um, look, like you said, fine line between pleasure and pain. Yeah. A couple of little mistakes that have yeah. seemed to have been highlighted. Look, these things happen in games. Yeah. No one's going to win. No one's going to lose from it. But Australia get another chance to play for bronze uh, against Sweden on Saturday, uh, which, you know, really, if they can get a bronze medal, it's going to be oh, the it'd best. Be big. Yeah, it'd be big. Yeah, I, I think Australians were a bit, you win or you don't. And yeah. so... Third, I think we've sort of... Uh, but I reckon tomorrow, as it moves closer... Yes. I think everyone will be back on. Absolutely. I, I don't... You know, I don't see how this is a, a losing situation no. for, for Australian soccer in that if they win uh, a bronze medal, great. They've uh, achieved the highest result of any national team in a, in a soccer competition or a soccer World Cup. Cup yeah. Um, and if they lose, they've still captured the hearts of millions oh, and millions and millions of people... Time. Who have gone? Hang on, these guys are pretty serious and are amongst elite elite company. Look, and hopefully it just results in more more numbers playing the sport and Ab- playing female sport. Absolutely. All right, mate. Let's take a yep. very quick break. When we come back, we're going to uh, talk about concussion, some tennis. We did talk last week about having um, Greg uh, Smith on as our special guest. We were going to play him during the week as part of our past players, past legends series. We had some technical difficulties with that, so we're going to play him as part of this yep. week's episode, guaranteed. And it's a little bit appropriate too, because it turns out his it's his illustrious daughter, the cap, her Shelby, uh, the captain of the Central winning Central Districts uh, uh, SNFLW side. It's mm-hmm. her birthday today, so happy birthday, oh. Shelby! So we can say we nailed it. Bit of a symmetry there, yes. which is fantastic. All right, let's take a quick break. You're listening to the Game On Podcast. We'll be right back after this short break. All right, mate, concussion is a topic that we've talked about extensively on here. We've had Sean Tasker on from uh, Neuroflex. We've had Millie on, who's explained it from a uh, from a, another tech, point of view, technical and, point of view. And Dr. Stevens. And Dr. Stevens as well. So for us, this is a very... Yeah. Uh, Poignant topic, um, but we've had a couple of retirements in the AFL this week of Paddy McCartan and Paul Seedsman because of concussion that an independent panel has deemed, hey, nope, no more. Too risky. Too risky, can't do it. Yeah, and I think there's going to be more of it. We've just got to watch this space. And, yeah, look, 
both of those two, you know, McCartan had to have a big break as it was, and it was controversial that Sydney picked him up, and mm-hmm. there were some people saying, well, they shouldn't have been allowed to yep. then. So, and that, and Seedsman, you know, he he was in form. He was probably he was very close to the best wingman in the competition. Yep. And with his length of kick, and I reckon the six 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 rule, the the person not being able to move on the mark, so you move it quicker to that long kick who can come through mm. and have the ping from sixty. Yep. Poof, he's been a huge loss for Adelaide, and he seems to be pretty reflective. And it was an emotional watching his retirement speech, mm-hmm. but he also seems to be, well, hey, I'm at ease with it a little bit. Yep, just had a baby and. There's other things and yep. mentioned that his daughter came along right at the perfect time. And so, yeah, all the best to to Paul, uh, you know, to to both of them, yep. obviously, and Cunnington and yes. everyone else this week. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, watch this space. It's going to be prevalent over the yeah. next couple of years. Yeah. I We did talk about this briefly before the, the episode that, you know, Everybody, it's in the in the spotlight at the moment, so everyone's really uh, making um, certain point of views about concussion, and you know, only to see these players having to retire very early from from a game they love uh, really puts it in perspective that yeah. yeah, there is more more to life than um, than playing football at, at at that level with that type of uh, injury or. or um, there's still Elements. just so much to learn about the brain in general and concussion. We've just got to wait and see. I, you know, there's yep. a lot of things happening. Let's part the brakes and wait and see. Absolutely. All right, yeah. we move on to tennis, mate. Alex Dimina is in yeah. absolute form at the moment. Um, he came runner-up at the Canadian Open, and then a couple of days later he's uh, fronted up against the world number one, Daniel Medvedev, and... Bang, uh, 5-2 down, I think he was in the first set and come back to win that, that set and ends up uh, beating uh, Medvedev in um, in what's described as one of the one of the great matches that has been played in recent times and it's really uh, put a lot of people on notice for the US Open coming up. Yeah, look, we just I'd just love to see him go deep in a major. You know, we've had a bit of hope for about Dimina for a while now. Yep. Just Love to, love to see him deliver in a big one. He just struggles, though, when it comes to the power. The power. He yeah. is like Hewitt when it comes to running everything down yeah. and tenacious and like a dog chasing a ball in, in, in some respects, you know, just grinds and grinds yeah. and grinds, which is a very, very good trait to have. But he's just lacking that one weapon, isn't he? He's, got the win- he's not going to hit the winners. So he's relying a fair bit on just his dog of determination to get the ball back and play mm-hmm. and hoping the other player makes an error as well. So It's going to be interesting to watch. Maybe the US Open coming up is the one for him. You never know. Go, Alex. Uh, cricket, uh, T20. New captain's been announced yeah. uh, for the Australian side uh, playing in South Africa. Uh, uh, Mar- Mitch Marsh. Mitch Marsh, yeah. Um, oh, look, I think Cummins has got to have some time. I think he's just been playing too much cricket as well. And mm-hmm. it turned out that he played the last test injured. It's come out now um, that he had a, uh, a damaged wrist well and truly. So that might have explained how his batting fell away towards the end. Yep. Um, yeah. Look, good luck. It's But again, I'm sorry. I, I didn't even realise till today that yep. the series was just about nearly upon us. Yes. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm a cricket moron and, yeah, I'm not – 
Yeah. You're not over the T20s no, yet. Yeah. No, no feckle. No. I mean, we've talked uh, yeah. extensively about um, uh, twist, test match cricket. Uh, one day has its place. Um, T20, yeah, all right, it has its place. But, yeah, for certain people it doesn't float their boat. For no, other people no, it does. No. But, anyway, it's going to be interesting to see how Australia goes. Uh, some fresh faces and a few faces that are not going to be there that have been there previously. So yeah, wait, we'll watch, so. it, watch it with interest. All right, mate, well, we're going to take another quick break. Uh, when we come back, we've got um, Greg Smith, uh, South Melbourne, Sydney, Collingwood and Central Districts legend. And as and, you mentioned. And coach of the Roseworthy Farmers side. And as you mentioned, his daughter. Uh, Shelby. Uh, yep. uh, happy birthday to her as well. Smithy will be wrapped that I uh, have, have noted that. You're listening to the Game On Podcast. We'll be right back after this short break. Past players, past legends, past legends. Tonight, we are very pleased and pleasured to introduce Greg Smith. Greg, of course, played for South Melbourne, Sydney, 80 to 84, uh, 1984, 96 games, 54 goals. Then for the Pies in 85, 86, 31 games, 7 goals. And, of course, finishing up at Centrals, uh, 87 to 92, 100 games, 90 goals. So 227 games overall. Of course, he captained the Dogs. Welcome aboard, Smithy. Yeah, mate, thank you very much. Thanks for joining us, mate. We'll start off like we do with most of our guests. Um, your junior, where did you start your juniors, mate? Obviously uh, from uh, Wagga Wagga there? Yeah, mate, it was a little town just outside of Wagga by the name of Ardleth and uh, started all the juniors there. We we had a, uh, a coach called Barry Connolly who come there and coached. He had a kids competition, you know, every Saturday morning for – Everybody from five to twelve. So that's basically uh, where I learned all my football. Did you play school school footy there as well? Man, but it was just like local. So you were just playing against the same people that you played against yep. on a Saturday or a, or a Sunday. Yep. Of course, Wagga Wagga is a tr- interesting spot, in New South Wales, because it's probably one of the few spots in New South Wales where Australian rules footy's got a heavy presence, and of course. Pretty well known cricket wise, you know, uh, Mark Taylor, uh, Michael Slater, Jeff Lawson. So it's yeah. very much a sporting sporting place, Wagga Wagga. Yeah, mate. In both, like you got rugby league, you got Australian rules, and you've got the cricket, obviously. So, you know, like you had, uh, like with the rugby league, you had uh, Greg Bradnell, uh, Peter Sterling, uh, well, mate, there's a heap of them. Played up in um, in in Wagga itself, and then went and played rugby league in in Sydney. So I mean, yeah. it was uh, you know, and then you had the place going the other way, where we're all going to Melbourne. Yeah, <laughs> no, it is quite incredible in that regard. And you then from uh, from Ardlethan uh, ended up at uh, the Farrah in the Farrah Football League, playing playing yeah. with East Wagga, and uh, won yeah. won the uh, Baz Medal. Love the title, love the name, the Baz Medal. Uh, the Baz Medal, man. Yes. Actually, you wouldn't believe it. I won um, two things on the one day. I won the Baz Medal and I won a red billy cart. 
<laughs> wow. Then that, a raffle. That's, that's a story in itself. It is, man. It is. It was just a. I mean, I don't know what ever happened to the Red Billy car, though. <laughs> now, one thing, Greg. Like now, nowadays, you know, we have the draft. The kids start from bang eighteen. Uh, that you actually from there ended up with at South Melbourne and earning the nickname the Bionic Man. We'll go on with that. But it was twenty three before you made your debut. Sort of was that just more yeah, the year of just I, getting discovered back then, as much as anything? Well, no, not really, mate. I'd been down to Melbourne. I went down when I was, well, I think, fifteen. Okay. And, I mean, I played in a trial match, and you wouldn't believe who I played against, Peter Bedford. Like, he just won the Brownlow. So yeah, I mean, fair opponent, yep. Yeah, you know, so you – and, I mean, then I uh, went down and, and uh, you know, I never stayed there, mate. I, I, like a bush kid, you were just yep. Yep. wanted to go home. So, I mean, I just kept going home. I mean, there was one – I'd been down there and I did my hamstring and I had a bruise from the top of my bum to the bottom of my ankle and but he, it cost me $50 to fly back to Wagga and I, I rang my old man up from Wagga and said, listen, you better come pick me up. He said, I'm not driving to Melbourne. I said, I'm not in Melbourne. I'm in Wagga. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so I mean, just, I don't know, it's... It, I just couldn't handle the city, mate, for a start. Yep, yep. And so then you've ended up at so with you, you've debuted for South Melbourne, didn't you? Before going yep. before the Sydney bit, so yep. yeah, yeah. Like I think I was twenty-two when yeah. I went, went down to uh, Melbourne, and I, I actually uh, won the Baz Medal, and then everybody said I, uh, I was actually going through. To play for, uh, oh, what was his name? Um, he actually played for St Gilda. Come from Tasmania. Oh, not not, not Daryl Baldock, uh, Ian Stewart. Um, Jeez. Uh, Daryl Baldock, I think. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And he uh, rang me up and wanted me to go down there. Yep. Now, in them days, you were zoned to, yes. like I was zoned yep. to South Melbourne, so. Before I could get a clearance to go through to Darrell, I had to um, try and get a clearance off South Melbourne. And the only way they give me a clearance, they said, right, you do the training. And that was it. So, And then I played, I mean, three reserve grade games and then ended up playing A grade from then on. And so from there... You're a little bit unlucky in terms of the era you were at South Melbourne, Sydney. Wasn't yeah. really great. What, where where were they playing their games at that stage? Lake, the we, Lakeside. Well, when I first went there, we were playing yeah. in Melbourne. Yep. Yeah. So, at, Lakes, at Lakeside? Lakeside? Then, yeah, that was the Lakeside yep. Oval. Yep. And then we played the last game there against North Melbourne. And then the rest was in Sydney after that. Now explain that how it got announced to all you guys that mm. you were going right. We now become virtually another new club. We're still South Melbourne, but we become a new club in Sydney. Explain how that was explained to you, and of course, a couple of guys refused to do that, didn't they? Like I'm trying to think, yeah, Silvio Fashani, uh, uh, Shane, one of the Morwoods, I reckon. One of the Morwoods, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There was 
there was a few people. I mean, there was like even even in like we went to the um, Caulfield Town Hall, and it was keep south of south against <laughs> the Sydney regime. So basically, the members had the vote. Yes, I remember that. And. and and they had the vote, and I mean, mate, they were spitting on us. Like people were spitting on us because, like, the mate, the only way they were going to survive is if we went to Sydney yeah. because it's the only way that um, the AFL were going to look after us, and the only way they could have kept going. So I mean, even though, um, like, the Keith South of South won the vote, and Peter Bedford ended up as coach, so. Basically, at one stage, we had two coaches, yep. a committee, two That's committees. right. I do remember that now. Yep. Yeah, we had two committees. We had we had two coaches. We did, Like, you didn't know whether you were left or right or whatever. So, and I mean, in the finish, like, common sense prevailed. But, uh, you know, like, because if we didn't go to Sydney, there was no survival whatsoever. They were just going to cut us off and shut us down. Now, what about? I remember the the launch in Sydney on on the Sydney Harbour, on the yeah, Sydney Opera House the Opera and all House, that. Yeah. All that. What was that like, mate? That was, mate, that was the most harrowing day of my life. I reckon that was. <laughs> all we did was run around and um, we ran over across the the bridge. We ran around the Opera House, down the steps. Then we went to over to Luna Park and went running around there, and mate. Like you can imagine, like I know how actors feel because take one, take two, yeah, take three, yeah. take four, take, you know, like it was something wrong on each time we did it. So, mate, by the end of the day, you got a heap of footballers wanting to kill a cameraman. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was the what was the mood amongst the players? Obviously, you know, back in Melbourne with the two committees and the two coaching staff, et cetera, et cetera. And then, obviously, well, I mean, having to go up to, to Sydney. Well, I mean, mate, it wasn't it wasn't um, it wasn't so bad because amongst the players it was easy because you know there was people that wanted to stay in Melbourne, obviously, but I mean, uh, they would go and play wherever South Melbourne played, if you yeah. know what I mean. Except yeah. you know, like, the, like there were still players that had a choice. You know, so, I mean, you were given a choice. If you didn't want to come, don't come. But, I mean, 90% of the players wanted to go because there was no future in Melbourne, if you know what I mean. Mm. And you you played under, so I'm just looking through, you played under with Ian Stewart, Ricky Quaid, and, of course, under Bob ha- Bob Hammond being brought in yeah, by the AFL, yeah. obviously, as fellow Nord people out there and all that side of thing, a famous, famous coach at the parade. Um, yeah. yeah, describe... All that sort of experience and uh, for for Sydney in that way. Yeah, I mean it. It, it was, man. Honestly, uh, I mean, probably the best best coach that I ever had. But and only only this is only my opinion. Was yep. Ian Stewart. I yep. mean, okay. And then um, Ricky took over, and I mean, Ricky took over probably at a hard time because when we went to Sydney, mate, we. Were, it was just a uh, a nightmare to actually turn up the training because one day you were training at this oval, one yeah. day you were training 
and you yeah. get a phone call an hour before you're ready to train. Oh God! You know, and I mean the whole time we we, you know, like we had we're at the FCG, we had a little little uh, change room out the back, cold showers. You had, but it, this was after games as well. We weren't yeah. allowed to train on the SCG. Yeah. And I mean, it was just uh, like you, you wouldn't call us a AFL club. Yeah. And I mean, and the thing about Sydney, Sydney's rugby league. So I mean, they didn't care about us. How did you navigate your way around Sydney, especially with the last minute changes for your training schedule? Oh, oh would have been a nightmare. Well, mate, you would have dominated game. in that way, Smithy. You wouldn't have found that a problem whatsoever, I wouldn't have thought. <laughs> Just bluff your way through, yeah. mate. Yeah, nothing wrong with bluffing with bullshit, Smithy. Fake it till you make it. <laughs> yeah. No, but, I mean, one game, it was a night game, and uh, I'd worked, I was working at Bankstown, which is probably an hour from the city, and uh, we were playing Geelong. I had to ring him up and tell him I was stuck in traffic, and I got there with probably 15 minutes before we ran on the ground. Wow. Yeah, incredible. Because of the traffic. Yeah. So, mate, you know, we... And I mean... Yep, go on, sorry. Go for it. Yeah. Go for it. So I was going to say, uh, we get to the next part of uh, your nickname, the Bionic Man. <laughs> Lou Richards, mate. Lou Richards. Okay, yep. Geez, he was yeah. good with that, wasn't he? He did... He managed to he get a quick. few. He managed to get a few which stuck over the years, didn't he? Yeah, he has, mate. And and honestly, like, <laughs> like not too many people know now. But I mean, it used to be you turn up and oh, the bionic man's there. And you go, mate, will you cut that out? You yeah. know, like yeah. Louis had a, you know, everybody sort of Lou Richards. You got a nickname and it's stuck all yeah. the way through. Yeah. So. And then, so your time, your time then at at South Melbourne. You obviously, didn't play in any finals. You certainly played with some pretty fair players like Barry Round, Mark Browning, Bernie Evans, yeah, uh, Tony Morwood, John Roberts, uh, which he listens to yeah. our podcast. So, g'day, John. Yeah. Um, yeah. So some some pretty fair names and all that. Oh man, we had. Um... Maybe we had Len Thompson. We yes. had uh, Neville Fields. Yep. We had, uh, yeah, we had uh, Robert Dean. Uh, mate, there was we had plenty of players. We just, mate, we just couldn't put it all together. If you know what I mean. I mean, nineteen eighty one, we won the night grand final. Yes, I mean, that's right. Yeah, you know. So, I mean, that was that was probably the start of Sydney. If you know what I mean. Yep. What was that like, the night grand final? Oh, man. Winning that. <laughs> yeah, I broke my hand. <laughs> Build, I broke my hand. Building someone, broke... Smithy, or what? <laughs> Beg your pardon? Building someone, or what? <laughs> no, nah, man, it, was, it wasn't like that. I put my me, put me hand down on the ground to turn around, and somebody stuck their their uh, stops in between my fingers. Was that at Waverley? And as I turned, yeah, that was at yeah. Waverley. Yeah. So, it was probably the only one, only one time that they kept the lights on and it didn't, um, they didn't turn them off, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so then, from uh, what happened, therefore, to end, go to Collingwood from there? Yeah, mate. I went. Um, well, I think it was Don Roach went over and he took over. Yes, and yeah, then he was by the league. Yes, that's right. Yeah, by by the AFL, and yeah. um, mate, I, I ended up. 
uh, having a bit of a, oh, not an altercation, but I went and met with him and he said basically, because they had, um, what is it, the ex-Richmond halfback flanker, he went up there coaching. John Northey. Yeah, he went up there coaching and um, spoke to him, I was, I was fit as a fiddle, and but he, next minute they said, oh, we're not going to give you a contract, but I said, well, fair enough. So then I, I left, went back to Melbourne, and oh, well, I went to New South Wales and then went back to Melbourne, and um, they um, put a bounty on me, had made up 90 grand. Jeez. So that, that was big coin back, mm. big money back then. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they um, um, did that, and that, and the only one they could afford it was Collingwood, mate. Okay. Christopher Scase had to make his money back. And describe your time at the Pies, so playing under originally there Bob Rose and, of course, um, yeah. then, then when the next year where they fell away a bit in 86 where Lee Matthews took, took over. Yeah, basically, basically, mate, like Collingwood, uh, I went, Went through a bit of a time with them as well. Like the first year I went to Collingwood, we had to um, drop our wages because um, they were going broke. Yeah, people so don't realize. People hey? don't realize out there how very nearly clubs Collingwood, Richmond, where they got in that ridiculous war with each other and just yeah. bled themselves. How close clubs were to going under. Yeah, you know, and they, they were, mate. They had, we had. Uh, I reckon Dude. Roots just dropped a catch too. Good news in the background. Yeah, I just seen that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the um, yeah, I mean Collingwood, like you said, Richmond. Because mate, when I went to Collingwood, there was uh, Rains, Richardson. Yeah. Uh, I mean Cloak. Yep. Uh, who else? Mark Williams. Mark Williams. Brian uh, Taylor. Yes. Sure, the yeah. shores, all the yeah. shores. So you, mate, you had massive names, but never, you know, like we couldn't put it together there either. Yeah, seven. You know, like it was like a uh, a fantastic. Like if you write it down on paper, you say it's a fantastic side. But I mean, if you don't play as a team, then you um, don't end up with a fantastic side. And what describe your time of playing for Collingwood, especially the. You know, fanatic supporters at, at Vic, Vic Park. Park. Yeah, Vic Park. Oh, mate. <laughs> we played Fitzroy at, at uh, the park one day and and uh, at half time we were down. Yep. So we're walking off the ground at half, ten, half time. I thought we were going to get attacked. <laughs> and, mate, luckily we won because we didn't get attacked after that. But yeah. Christ, you know, it, it, it's just... An amazing place, but I mean, uh, you know, like Collingwood supporters are probably different to every other supporter. <laughs> yes, different, different breed. What What was it different like? Breed. What was it like playing at some of those old traditional grounds like Moravan and and Arden Street and and Windy Hill? Uh, Windy Hill, yeah. Windy Hill, yeah. Mate, Windy Hill was magnificent, and it was Windy Hill. Yep. And I mean, and that's when you you could actually say like those grounds supported, you know, like you, you were up against it before you even started, if you know what I mean. So, I mean, it's like St Kilda. St Kilda, 
you go and play there and Friday nights, honestly, they would put the sprinklers on. Yes. Famous. It's famous a story that, that keeps coming that. coming back, yeah. doesn't it? Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's – but, I mean, you say most of them, even the Lakeside Oval. Like, I played at the Lakeside Oval one day and it was hailing and the lake was like the ocean. You could have surfed on it. Yeah. So it was pretty close to the ground, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's – but, I mean, it's, it's – it's probably one of the only grounds that had parking, had, um, you know, the trams and had all the transport and everything. It's a wonder they, well, no wonder that, you know, like at the moment they've got the racing there, the car racing. Yeah. Yep. Mean, it'd be nice and easy to get to, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I've only, I've never went, never went to a game at Lakeside. Certainly went and had a look at it one day, but yeah, yeah. That, that was the closest, closest I ever got in terms of that regard, so... Um, See, I mean, it, it's like if you you talk about like you got Collingwood, Fitzroy used to play down the road, yeah. oh, and played at Vic Park for a while too. Yeah, Fitzroy, you know, and you know, like all those, like it was all within keying distance, basically, except yeah. for Geelong, and that was about the only one. So, I mean, now mate, they travel everywhere. How about playing under Bob Rose? And can you remember? Did Robert Rose come out and watch it all? In, yes. And maybe, that? Yeah. I will me. say that, uh, Pete. I will say but, the book on Rob Rowe, Bob Rose and his son, written by the other brother in Peter, mm-hmm. is the best yep. sports book I've ever read. So. Oh, man. You wouldn't – Bobby Bobby Rose had a little white van with – the the wheelchair access yeah. at the back, yeah, and then he would, him, he would, if he went to the club, he would be there. I mean, amazing, you know, like to look after his son like that, if you know what I mean. And I mean, and Bob Junior was, he, he was a great man as well. Yeah, I said Bob. He he used to come over for Shield game. That was a tradition that yeah. Bob, Bob and Rob, Rob would be come over at a Shield game. Uh, to Adelaide yeah. Oval each year. So, I, you know, I can remember, like, I wasn't that old. So, yeah. I was probably 15 or so when I used to, yeah. I can remember speaking to him and I always called him Mr. Rose and, and that yeah. at Shield Game. So, yeah, so there, I certainly remember and that. But, yeah, uh, in terms Mate, of a he, book, it's a magnificent book. What was the name of that book again? I have to look it up. But written by Peter Rose. Okay. I reckon it's the Rose Boys, yeah. but, yeah. 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 So, um, and then, of course, you've ended up from uh, uh, from Collingwood. Ended up had you end up at the Ponderosa. Well, I mean, I was um, like growing up. <laughs> I played for New South Wales, so in them days we used to play against Canberra, and Cowboy yes. Neil used to play for Canberra. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. And then the Cowboy ended up over here, and then somehow he must have got wind of. Because I, I wasn't disgruntled with Collingwood. I just made I was me hamstrings, me back. I was like probably all the years of uh, not you know, like just playing with injuries and all the rest of it that, that I I sort of all caught up with me at once. So then Cowboy got me over here du- halfway during the year. Yeah, I thought it was, was during the year. Yeah, yeah, which. Which wasn't too bad, but the trouble is, 
he put me straight in the A grade, and you can imagine what the blokes in South Australia thought. They thought, well, who's this bloke? Yeah, who's you this know? upstart pushing one of our exactly guys Exactly right. Yeah. It, yeah. We've just, and I've had to learn a heap of names. And, like, there were stages where I'd be standing by myself, they wouldn't even kick the ball to me. Yeah. You know, things like that. But, I mean, the next year I was fine. Yeah. You know, if you know what I mean. But, mate, it took me be a while <laughs> to get to get into the flow, if you know what I mean. Did, did you know anybody here in SA at the time? I mean, obviously you moved from Melbourne yeah. up to Sydney and then down to Adelaide. Uh, yeah, um, well, Craig Brady, who I played with in at South Melbourne. Yes, and, uh, yep. He was playing here. So. Yeah, I remember him at Centrals. Yeah, he probably yeah, played as much yeah. down back in Centrals as he did up yeah, forward. He, yeah, he was centre-half. Center half back more yeah. than center half forward, I think. Yeah. Now you played it. Now you must have gone all right the second year, Smithy, because uh, you won the BNF in the second year. And now look at some of the names you played with. So Renee Van Dommel was captain, with Scotty yep. Lee, of course, well known, with a cult figure in the SNFL, Rudy Mandemaker, yep. who who topped the goal, goal kicking, kicking yep. six years in a row. Yep. Uh, Peter Krieg, very good player. Peter Krieg, yeah, rated him rated him highly in the middle. Yeah. So, yeah, you played some – and, of course, you, after Cowboy, you played under uh, the famous, you know, Donald Neil Curley. Yes, man. He was, he's another great coach, man. He, he made it – well, he's a man's man, as you know. Yeah. And he, he just made – like, you, you can't say enough about him because, he, man, he just – whatever he – whatever he said, he does. Yeah. You know, he was just a great man, man. And, and I got along pretty well with him. I mean – he, um, he, I think, was probably one of the best coaches I've probably ever had. <laughs> yeah, see so you as well. You played it. You lost a couple of eliminate. Yeah, lost a couple of first semis too. There, looking yeah. when you finished fourth. So you're around the mark a couple of times, and that. So, um, I mean, mate, if you have a look at the side on paper, I mean, how many players out of that side, like you had that went on to play Victorian footy or yeah. AFL footy. I mean, it wasn't too bad at all. Well, geez, just before we, you got there, you know, the famous name of Platten, of course, Richard, yeah. Richard Cousins. Yeah. Um, you know, the cult figure of Wilbur Wilson too. On yeah. Wilbur Wilson in 1984, after Nord had beaten Centrals in the first semi, one of my yeah. best mates was a Centrals man and he played into a cricket that night. He wanted to go... Yeah. Wanted to go to uh, to Elizabeth, and I didn't think anything of it. I've walked into Elizabeth with my Nord jumper on, and they've gone, "Geez, pal, you've got guts, or you're crazy." I said, "I oh, look, probably probably a bit of both." And within ten minutes, it was fine. And Wilbur Wilson played the spoons that night, and I just yeah. sat back with my jaw on the floor. He was amazing. Yes, mate, he is. He can sing a bit as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, and then you've ended up captaining the dogs. That must have been a, a pretty big thrill to, you know, as an import, I always reckon it, you, you're, going, you're going pretty well to get accepted to end up captaining a club. Yeah, I mean, man, it was, it was I think it was like the start of a, a bit of a new era because Curls had left, Stewie had taken over and, um, you know, like there was a new administration, whatever, and mate, they were looking to turn it into sort of like a family club, and you know, like I had a few kids and all the rest of it, and yep. they wanted 
But I mean, man, it, it, like I just got too old in the finish. <laughs> of course, though, your whole time at Centrals, and and he is a person who deserves enormous credit. Remarkable yes. record in Chris Grant. Yes. Yeah, you know, just extraordinary. Forty odd years, forty three. I forty odd years, and that he, yeah, he, he was certainly a remarkable SNFL uh, man and a, and a dog's man. Oh man, the amount of work that um, that Chris has done for the club, and you know, like like that, just forty. Man, if he can last forty four years, that's oh, that's, a, extraordinary. that's an exceptional effort by itself let alone anything else that you've done, you yeah. know. It'd be remiss, so. Peter, for where we are at the moment, where we record each week. And, of course, I played for Paynham Career Club and yep. proud to be a life yep. member of the club, where Keith Duke was the secretary for 62 years, which is an Australian record. So that's yeah. something we take a lot of pride in at Paynham and why we are called the Dukes. Mm-hmm. Very smart man yeah. thought of that name in terms of that. I may have been mowing a lawn, a lawn one day and thought, why in the hell aren't we called the Dukes instead of the Knights, which meant nothing. So, yes. Yeah. yeah. Bought it up at committee meeting the next week and it got passed in under a minute. Everyone sort of went, yeah, why in the hell didn't we think of that years ago? Just bang. So, yeah. Now, from there, Smithy, from your end of your career at Centrals, yep. now I, I know when I then met you and you are coaching the Roseworthy side and we had some fun times with that, um, yeah, it was. Is that where did your footy go immediately after Dogsland, where you decided the body was gone at Centrals? Well, I mean, um, first of all, like I, I worked with uh, one of the ex players, Denny Harrington. Yes, and he he was coaching Paraka at the time, so yep. he wanted me to go down there, and I was like, nah, you know, really, I, do I want to get straight out of it and straight back into it? And yep. I didn't, you know, and then. Then I spoke to a few blokes. Like I coached Salisbury for one year. Yep. Then I left there and went and played at uh, Gawler South for a year, and then I got a hernia, and I said, "Well, that's probably the end of me." And that was. I sort of give up after that, and and then never like I I concentrated more on work and um, everything since then, and then. You wouldn't believe it. My daughter started playing, so I well, got back into it again. But how did the Roseworthy <laughs> bit come come across? How did well, that happen? That was uh, that was a, a a mate of mine who took over the uh, Wasley's Hotel. Yes, Neville Clark was his name, and he he um, said, "Oh, we're going to coach the um, Roseworthy." What is it? Division nine. I yeah. said, well, how does that work? Oh, well, they all come at the pub and they just need a coach. I said, all right, we'll go out there. Now, he was so a he little guy, wasn't he, on memory? Trying yeah, to think. yeah, yeah, yeah. A little guy. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And um, and that's how it all come about. And then he, me and him did it the first year. Then Neville gave it away the second year and I kept going. And then yeah. after that, I think they... They abandoned us. Yeah, you know well, what I mean, like, started to struggle for that, numbers. They didn't have yeah. enough enough numbers, and, and that was it. So that was fun yeah, too, Pete. In terms of mate, at the best, <laughs> the 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 thing about that, it's a university side. So 
but the end of year drinks <laughs> is amazing. Yes. That is the most amazing thing that I've ever been to in my entire life. And I was cooking the barbecue. <laughs> yes, yes, I do remember one of those, yes. And, of course, coaching that, Pete, was fascinating and all that, that if everyone was at the campus that week, they'd quite often have quite a reasonable side. Mm-hmm. But then oh. once the holidays came, good luck. Yep. And, uh, yeah, you were, you were yeah. lucky. You were, like there was, I think, one or maybe more than one, but there was a couple of games where I think the boys had been out the night before or whatever, Next minute, I'm, we go go in at half time and go back out at half time. <laughs> we go back on the ground at three quarter time, and anyway, we go. Oh, we're two players short. They were still in the change rooms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was some fun times. Oh, but there was more than fun. Like you couldn't. Uh, like it was serious, but it wasn't. It wasn't taken seriously. No, and I remember. <laughs> I remember that in terms of the holidays time, it was. Yeah, Rule, you're coming to umpire, but you've got to bring six players with you as well. It was, yeah, it was always a, it was always challenging. Yeah, it was. And I mean, oh dear, it was, it was great times though, and they were good kids. Yeah, and I do remember one game too, um, and I, I actually can't remember the guy's name, not that I'd mention it. And yeah. it was an away game from uni, so it was Rule, you've got to come and bring some guys with you, so... Game started, and I get there, and I've got four guys, and you've gone, what have you managed to bring, Rulebook? I said, well, two of them are okay, and I've got one of them. I reckon I've, I reckon he's played four games, and I don't think he's had a kick yet. And he got a, fr- a blatant free kick. The guy's pushed him right in the middle of the back. I've blown the whistle. It was just – and as he's getting up, I've actually realised that's right. I don't, and he's done the old-fashioned yep. throw the ball up in the air, kick, yeah. kicked it. And it just went over the man on the mark. Yep. And everyone was just crying with laughter. Yeah, it wasn't. And he was pretty good about it. He went, "Yeah, I've never played before." Yep. And yep. yeah, no worries, mate. Let's have some fun. And yeah, yeah. And you were you were pissing yourself, Smith. You went, "Geez, Robert, you you were you certainly bought something there interesting." Yeah. So. And then uh, they and great go, people go through there. So. With the Central's women's team start, and you wouldn't have imagined that you've ended up your daughter playing footy and go through all that experience, and then ending up at the Dogs, and of course we'll go to the big day uh, in that regard as well this year. Yes, mate. It was. I mean, it's it's like well, when I first was given the captaincy, they had a a walkway out the middle of the oval at Central's. Yep. Anyway, we had to walk on this walkway, and, and because I was up there, we would have been oh, probably maybe two. Yep. And she's she's walked up on the, on the walkway with me and following me. So it's been something like that that enticed her to play footy because I mean she's she's played uh, played netball. Yep. For the like local here in Elizabeth. Then she went up to Gawler Centrals, won premierships, won best and fairest, won league, league, uh, best and fairest. And then she said, oh, my other daughter was playing up at Eastern Park. And um, she said, oh, well, I'll go up there to have a game just to keep fit for the netball. And she started doing that. And then the coach of Centrals come there and 
seen her play and said, well, come down here and have a go. And the rest is history. History, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you so, what, Pete, she has a bloody crack. I'll give you the big tip. A bit, <laughs> bit more than the old man? Oh, no, no. I, won't, I can't have a crack at Smithy in that way, but uh, let's just say Shelby enjoys the tackling aspect uh, side of the game. She uh, she has a real crack, and uh, I enjoy commentating games Shelby played in down at Glenelg. And, yeah, watch. And then at the grand final, Central sort of came from nowhere. Look. I admit, I think uh, very lucky free kick in the end, but so so be it. But yeah, it was just to see the pride on your face uh, yeah, out on the ground. And Shelby, Shelby admitted herself she wasn't good at making a speech, so it was all she'd written it out beforehand. But then the big line at the end was, "Hey, I've upstaged you, Dad. It's something you never imagined." <laughs> and and that was great. That was the real probably genuine bit out of it. Like I'm not saying the rest wasn't genuine, but it's not as easy when it was a written speech and yeah. that and that I thought that bit came across beautifully and and don't worry, yeah. I, just by fluke standing next to you at that stage, and don't worry, Pete, I did make him buy a copy of my book. Yeah, well um, <laughs> that he, I could just see the pride on your face then and that meant a hell of a lot to you, mate. Oh mate, yeah it was. And I mean mate, you um I mean it's it's very hard to get to a grand final, let alone win one, let alone be be BOG. I mean, yeah, to do to do the whole thing in one day is a magnificent effort. I think. Oh look, I, yeah. and Central stuck at it. Where South South looked the better side the majority of the game, but they didn't put them away. The old scoreboard pressure yeah. didn't build. Kept the dogs in it just enough. And look, too Ben Hunt. He's a pain in person, and that's how yeah. I was wrapped for Rex uh, for Rex to coach yeah. a flag as well. Uh, mate, I think like South Adelaide, mate, their 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 game is defence, and I mean, and they want to bottle it up and bottle it up and bottle it up and just keep moving it forward. Whereas Centrals need to get it. In. Yeah, I think that's fair. That's fair from having. You know, commentated a bit of the women's comp. I, 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 yeah, I'd agree with that. I can certainly see that. Yeah. You know, logic. I'm certainly not disagreeing with it. Yeah. With it, you know, vehemently or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I think, you know, like it's, it's, you can say either way, it's a toss of the coin. You yes. know, I yeah. mean, South, South should have put them away a, a bit earlier. They didn't, and that's that's the thing with yep. women footy, mate. If you don't, if you don't uh, kick straight and you don't put them away early, you'll it's, it's you know you're still you're within still in a the kick game, yeah, of winning, exactly. Yeah. And it, look, so. it's a different game too, and you know where look, I uh, yeah, as a Nord man, we we played um, against South in the minor round and hadn't scored. Yep. And Norwood yeah. playing South in the grand final. Thought, right, I'll go along because it's I reckon it's always more important to be around when you lose than when you win. Yeah. You know, out of yeah. that. So around and if you told me before that game, I would start chanting Norwood, Norwood, and be yelling out to girls directly and come back for thirty five, not even knowing their names, quickly give us a team sheet mm-hmm. and that yeah. what won me over out of that was guys footy, the guys who miss out in a twenty 24th, 25th, 26th, their jaws on the floor, dummies in the dirt. 
where the girls, no way, they're involved and all that. And yeah. I just watched this totally united group. And Steve Simons, who's now Collingwood coach, was Nord coach at that stage. And I got on really well with Simon. I, I spoke to him for nearly yeah. three quarters an hour the next day about yeah. it. And he said, and he said, yeah, that's the real thing which really I love about women's footy. And yeah. so I, I get, I get it. Like I, I get sick of the male bit. Oh, there's no goals, and you know, and and all that. It's boring as the the criticism. You know, why not actually? Yes, the skills have got to improve. We 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 all know that it's getting there, but let's also forget women's footy because it had to start the wrong way around to get the competition up mm. and going, to get girls playing, saving community football clubs. Yep. They had to start yep. at the top and work their way down, yep. not the other way around. Yep. And guys yep. don't get just don't get that. And won't look at the whole picture. Well, I mean, man, it's it's like Shelby. I mean. He's, you say Shelby, I mean, like three years or four years, she's been playing footy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so she didn't learn the bit of turning to your side, which we all did as kids, as yeah, males, yeah. where you, you, you protect yeah, yourself. Yeah. And so the girls yeah. in that way, you, you cringe sometimes, like, oh. Um, the, bit, first, you know. the first years, the first years that she played, man, I used to go there and watch, you know what I mean, mate? It was. I said somebody's going to get killed here yeah, because yeah, exactly. they were clumsy. They, they were clumsy. They were awkward. They'd fall into tackles like the head first into this, head yeah. first into that. And I mean, man, it's like they didn't know how to protect themselves. The umpires are trying to give free kicks, but they can't. How can they give a free kick when they're both headbutting each other? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know? Oh, it is. And but, I actually umpired a game on Saturday of the in the and it, it is a different challenge. It's um. Yeah, you've and exactly the same thing. You were looking at it and going, "Geez, I can't pay a free there. I'd like to mm. to keep the ball yeah. moving, but there ain't anything there." Yeah, that's right. But I think the the biggest the biggest thing I find with the girls because I've been out to training a few times and and run a bit of water for them is is the knowledge that they they want to know. They want to yes, know. Yes, you know, I agree. They, they want to learn. Yes, they want to learn. And I mean. As long as you want to learn, you'll learn. I mean, if you don't want to learn, then you'll you'll be back to stage one, if you know what I mean. And yes, no, and I've done that. So I stayed around for that Glenelg Centrals game down at Glenelg uh, for the presentations because Violet Patterson, yep. Stephen Patterson's daughter, who we've had Stephen on the show as well, yep. I hung yep. around because Violet had played pretty well and ended up chatting to her and going through a couple of things. And yeah, it was very much. A sponge-like attitude. Yeah, give Absolutely. me more. Everything. Give me more. Yep. You know, and that's what. Yeah, I, I, I'm a big G for women's footy, and yeah, um, you just see the numbers playing, and, and yeah. therefore, girls play, guys hang around, vice versa. It's saving community footy clubs, and I, and I think that's probably the most important thing. Well, that's true too, mate. Because I mean, it's um, you know, I mean. It, if you have a look in the Elizabeth area, yeah, there's there's the the men's footy is going downhill at 110 mile an hour. Yeah, and and I mean mainly because like money sponsorship, uh, blah blah blah. And I mean you can't um, you can't like the kids, the boys are not sort of um, there's nowhere for them to play. If you know what I mean. Yeah, and so that's. 
the girls then and then hopefully then injects more males as well and, and exactly yeah. that. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more, Smithy. Yeah. Um, what was the uh, feeling like, obviously, with Central's not playing in a final series this year and then going all the way through to winning a grand final? What, what was the feeling like around home home there? Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, a little bit different, mate. Bit. <laughs> well, let, let's go. Let, let's go for the first final. Uh, you know, obviously making the finals. Uh, excitement, anticipation. Oh, excitement, anticipation. I mean, the day, like, the minute we went down to South Adelaide, the day we went down there and played South Adelaide, the uh, the wet conditions weren't yep. going to help us in any any way whatsoever. And I thought the girls played all right. We just couldn't score. You know, and 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 I mean, they come off disappointed, but then they they we were lucky enough because we were higher than Norwood. Yeah, we played yeah. Norwood at, at Centrals, and I mean, it was probably good that they played Norwood at Centrals because Norwood's a small ground, Centrals yeah. a big ground. So yeah. the girls there, I mean, the score, I think they they kicked an extra, you know, they won by 28 points yeah. or something. Yeah. You know, which which give them a boost, which then sort of give them the incentive to think, all right, we are good enough to, to yeah. be in this, you know. So, and I think they were in it all the way through the game. They just, I think in the first half we couldn't score. And then, and then like I said, I think South Adelaide wanted to bottle things up. Oh, you've been and, unlucky too. You lost a couple with injury injury early. Yeah, we lost lost the ruckman and yeah. then had to uh, replace her with another girl that hadn't, you know, Charlotte Riggs, who yeah. who was a champion, like she's gonna be a champion footballer down the track. But I mean, luckily enough, mate, they had the the cattle to go on with it. I mean no, they stuck they stuck know, like at it. Said, yeah. Yeah. And I mean they from Probably half time onwards, I thought we were the better side. We just couldn't score. I, and then, I was standing you know, like with Greg Greg Edwards uh, towards the end, and uh, as the twenty five meter penalty got paid for the you, yeah. to go through to the goal line, I said, uh, "Your bar trades just trebled tonight, Greg." And he just smiled, and went, "Yeah, this is a good result." Yep. So, and he's <laughs> a good man, Megzy. Oh, mate, a great man. Yeah, huge respect. But I mean, the the, the you um, you only had to have a look at the crowd that was there. Though. Oh, incredible! You know it was. I mean, I just uh, three thousand two hundred and fifty. I ended up. I got there just thinking, oh, girls' grand final, but yep. they're charging to get in today, so Might be and all that. Less, yep. And all of a yep. sudden, I've ended up parking halfway to Melbourne and yep. walking over. And yes, yeah, so as I'm getting there, I'm going, geez, this is a big numbers, and walked in the ground. Yep. And I'd actually been to the North South League game the previous Sunday at the yeah. Condor at, at Prospect, and there was far more people there. There was three thousand two hundred and fifty people, and it was it was a great atmosphere. Oh, it was, and I mean, like I think South Adelaide had their cheer squad there. I think Centrals had their cheer squad. Yeah, plus Centrals had, I think, most of the the blokes as well. So, no, I mean, was which was which was great. I think. And a lot of the juniors from both sides were there. Were there yep. You know, yep. And Central's having their best year since, well, I think it's 85 I think, or so, yeah. uh, with their juniors. So, yeah, some some good news there and two, too. And that were in that way at Dog at Dogland and their 
they're on their way back, Centrals. There's no doubt about that. They've been down for a little bit, but yeah, they're on their way back. Well, man, you know, like you, you've got to have a little bit of luck sometimes, don't you? You've got to, um, you've got to uh, um, throw yourself out there if you want to go forward. And, yeah. I mean, if it, if you don't go forward, you lose the whole lot. Yep. You I'll, know, as long as you can make the finals or be around the mark, you're half a chance. Right, Smithy. The way we tend to end, try to end. So, uh, best players played with. The best players? Yeah, best players you played with. Any club. Oh, mate. And you can give us three or four because yeah, we us, always. Give us four. Yeah, we yep. always stick with four. Well, probably. But, well, you, you can't go far past uh, Barry Round. Yeah, I thought that might be the first name. Yep. Yeah, I mean, another guy, Stevie Wright. Yeah, good player. Yep. Yeah, uh, I think probably. Uh, ooh, who would it? Maybe Tony Morwood. Yeah, didn't mind him. Yeah, and then, like, uh, probably over here, I think, you you know, like, you've, you've uh, a fair few players. I mean, yeah. Man, you just. Gilbert. Um, yeah, Gilbert, Derek Kickett. Yes. You had uh, Cree. Yeah. Rene Van Dommel. You know, those plays were. He was underrated, good. Rene Van Dommel. Oh, mate. He was underrated, and I mean, the amount of work he used to do was unbelievable. And I mean, another guy that probably uh, never got a lot of mention was um, Peter Bythine. Yeah, the late Peter Bythine. Yep. yep. Yeah, he used to ruck for us, man. Yeah, he's probably one of the smallest ruckmen in in the league, and was battling against all these other blokes. But, it, man, if he tapped the ball to you, he'd on the chest and the way you yeah. went. Yeah, yeah. You know? So, I mean, it, man, there's been some, you know, luckily to play with, you know, some pretty good footballers. And as we all know, the best thing about sport is the friends and mateships you make out of it. You know, I always oh, say yeah. we've got this crazy thing in Australia, that, and I'm, I've got to be honest, I'm running a uni day on Saturday. And it's premiership yeah. reunions. And I said, why do we have to do it with premiership reunions? Like one guy replied back last night, oh, I didn't play. I said, you could turn up and say you kicked 10 and won the best on ground <laughs> medal 20 years ago. No <laughs> one's going to know. Like, for goodness sake. But we, we've got this shocking bit too. And look, actually, I was, you know, the, the article, like the book, the article on Fred Block, when I wrote it, I'm getting all these messages. Oh, has Chocker passed away? And I'm going... Why have we got this thing that you can only tell someone you love them when they're dead? You know, why in the hell yeah. can't you do it when they're alive? It means a yeah. tad more. And it, yeah, so we have got this weird thing in that way with with sport yeah. in particular. So, yeah. Look, yeah, like you said, it's it's never never during. It's always after. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. And we'll get you out of it here on, on this one. Uh, your hardest opponents that you played against, mate? Oh, man. I used to have a uh, like <laughs> in Melbourne. Well, mate, one of the <laughs> is your Norwood friend. <laughs> is um, oh Jesus! So with Macca, Macca, yeah, me and Macca. Well, <laughs> oh, I think mate, a fair bit of mutual respect between you two. Oh, there was in the yeah. finish, mate, and we still have the same for each other now. I mean, yeah, man, it's he. He was a great player and. I remember him like I'm. I'm just a little bit older than him, so 
one day at Norwood, he's laying on top of me and he said, it's about time you give it up, old fellow. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine I said, that. not on your life. Yeah. <laughs> nothing like a good sledge. Uh, nothing like a good sledge. Nothing, nothing like trying to get into it. If there were any <laughs> two gonna... opponents I could see having a drink and a smoke together, it's you two, well and truly. So. <laughs> he is, mate, a great player, a great person. You know what I mean? He, yeah. he is a great person. And, I mean, mate, like you said about that, he, like I had the – opportunity to play on Bruce Duell and I played yeah. on Gary Ablett, you know, and I mean, you, you play on those players and you don't dream. Like I was probably, the day I played on Ablett and I played for Collingwood, he kicked one goal four. So, mate, I'll I walked off the ground. A very, very lucky man, mate. A very lucky man. Yeah. <laughs> so absolutely you, brilliant. You, you get, you just cross your cross your chest for that one, mate. Absolutely. <laughs> Can't argue with that at all, Smithy. Look, greatly appreciated having you on board. All the best to Shelby, and we will follow up that other matter which you and I have spoken about off here with my role. Yeah. I sort of, unfortunately, I can't really discuss that with my no, role. No, no, Sample. So, yeah, all no. the best in that regard, and uh, look forward to catching up soon, Smithy. Not a worry, mate, and thank you very much. Thank you, mate. Thank you for joining us. See you, mate. See you, mate. Thanks, Greg. See you, mate. Bye. Bye. And, mate, we thank uh, Greg for his time there. We did record that interview uh, about a month or two ago, actually, I think it was. We did have it up our sleeve. Um, What a story, you know, Sydney, South Melbourne, having to move up to Sydney, um, then gets moved to Collingwood and then ends up at Central Districts. Certainly Latham Latham Brothers, didn't he? Got around the trap, Smithy. And as I said, I met him actually after his career of playing when he was coaching the – Adelaide Uni Roseworthy side where Roseworthy became part of Adelaide Uni uh, in the competition and yeah, always got on well with him straight away and yeah, enormous respect. Jeez, he was tough. Mm-hmm. He had a crack, Smithy. He left he left nothing out there. Nor does his daughter, by the way, uh, Shelby. But um, yeah, huge request, huge respect for Greg and it's uh, great to run into him on the ground after the sample after Centrals have won and. Uh, Understandably, he was a very, very proud and happy father. So, why wouldn't you be? Exactly. Absolutely, and congratulations to Shelby. But more importantly, uh, thank you uh, to to Greg yep. for giving us his time and uh, allowing us to to bring it to uh, our listeners. I reckon he'll say, "Geez, about time you, you, you go." I probably forgot I did that. So, yeah, <laughs> all Thanks good. All right, let's move into happy days. Happy days. We kick off happy days today with happy birthday to Sean Wren, uh, 19-year-old starting at the Adelaide uh, Crows as part of their inaugural squad um, back in 1991. Um, some eye-catching performances for West Adelaide who were uh, making a bit of a late-season charge at that time in the SNFL towards the finals. Made his debut uh, for the Crows against Sydney again. Bit, bit of symmetry with this weekend yeah. uh, in round 18 of 1991. Um, the six foot eight, two hundred and three centimeter ruckman, obviously the leading ruckman at the time, uh, but suffered a couple of ACL uh, injuries that sort of cut his career a little bit short. And uh, he was fifty two, and he wore fifty two. So look, and I will say, he is Adelaide's Adelaide Football Club's most important ever player in terms of 
you have a look, did his knee where they finished, mm-hmm. comes back, wins two flags, does his knee against uh, yes. um, at the footy park uh, on when the uh, bouncing mat yes. on footy plate. Court, yep. Yeah, plate. Geez, that, I remember being there and watching the uh, all the officials out there panicking, thinking of the legal repercussions at the time. Yep. And Adelaide fall away and don't make the eight. He was brilliant and also... While he was always a gun ruckman, brilliant on the back plate, he was bloody good as a forward yep. as well, especially when he, before he did his knees. He was an absolute champion. Three knee re- reconstructions as well. It's incredible. Obviously traded to Hawthorne yeah, as well, so we better make mention make, make mention of that. Yep. Now, huge respect for Sean, the big puss, fantastic player. Happy birthday, and like we said, bit of symmetry there. Fifty two. He's yep. fifty two. Adelaide playing Sydney, it all sort of ties in quite yeah, well, well with the played. theme. Thank you very much. Uh, and, yeah, happy birthday to Sean Wren. All right, we move on. Cricket 1953, Australia again. sorry, England regains the Cricket Ashes from Australia after winning the series 1-0. Yeah, I'm pretty one happy nil. I can't remember that one. So, yeah, 1953, <laughs> 10 years before I was born. I'm, I'm happy to say as a cricket nut, I haven't got a huge remembrance of that one. And I've got to say it's not a series I've actually – Got to research much. No, so. no I didn't. I, I didn't. Through this, yeah, through most things, but not that one. I thought that might pique your interest, but yeah. my interest was really that it was one nil, yeah. <laughs> which is just uh, crazy. A lot of draws, obviously. I will predict with not even. It'll be very interesting to go through whether Trevor Bailey played much part in that series. I will look that up to out of interest in the week. Love giving you a yes, a, a little yes. brain bender there. Yep. All right, we move on. 2001 Formula One Championship. Uh, German driver, Ferrari driver, Michael Schumacher wins the Hungarian Grand Prix at uh, Hungarian uh, to clinch his fourth F1 Drivers' Championship and equal Alan Prost's record of 51 Grand Prix victories. It's pretty impressive. Oh, champion as well, and obviously he's gone through plenty of uh, struggles and... What um, might have been. Yeah. That's just, really what it gets down yeah, to. What might have been. Yeah. Yeah. And look, thoughts and best wishes there. I know it's cliche stuff, but yeah. And not a lot of um, press or information coming out no, about no. anything, which is astounding in some respects, but at the same time, fantastic that, um, you know, his respects and wishes, family's respected wishes uh, for privacy is uh, certainly there and, and all respect for that as yeah, well. No, all the best. All right, 2016 Olympic legend Jamaica's Usain Bolt wins his third gold medal uh, in the men's 200 metres for the third consecutive Summer Olympics, recording a time of 19.78 in Reg- Rio de Janeiro. I'd have no problem. I could beat him. Trouble is, I'd be in my car. But yeah, <laughs> and even then, I'd want to get away to a good start. No, incredible. You'd want about a metre and a half from the actual finish line, and he's the handicap of him being at the start start line. You'd want your car to start pretty, yeah, you know, absolutely all away. But he no, is just a legend, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, absolutely. And we finish off with soccer. Cristiano Ronaldo in two thousand and three. Uh, makes his de- debut for Manchester United and the Premier League in a 4-0 win, home victory over the Bolton Wanderers. Great player, but he probably had more respect as a youngster than he's going to retire with. And, yeah, he's got a lot of uh, things to answer for where he's caused himself mm-hmm. not to be as respected as he should be. We talked about Lionel Messi, obviously, heading over to the US at the moment and doing some wonderful things and still playing some unbelievable soccer. 
Um, we'll see what happens with Cristiano Ronaldo. All right, let's go into the extra time big finish. Extra time big finish. I need to get a new promo um, uh, set up for this because we've had a bit of mail during the week. We've had a few people that have written in and left okay. us a few messages. So let's go through them first. Uh, Chris from Burnside. Who's the biggest retirement loss for a team so far this year? Rewalt, Nick Nat, uh, anybody else that's sort of on the cusp that might be big big losers for them retiring? Oh, look, I don't think is it, I think is it anyone. I think Paul Seedsman. Yep. In terms of a player who was still probably much at the top of it at the top of his game. Yep. Is the biggest one for me. Like both Rewalt, Nick Nack his body's really let him down. He's been out for a fair while. Yes. And, but he still was getting towards the end. Yep. Rewalt was well and truly at the end. You can argue that he's you know you could say he's played on one year too long, but then how was he to know that Lynch and Richmond would know that Lynch had ended up getting injured so yep. Rewalt have to play the number one forward role again. Yep. They, they weren't planning on that with him. Um Purely, I'm saying the biggest retirement loss, I'm going to go Paul Seedsman. Fair call, and um, I have to agree with you, and thanks for Chris for bringing this yeah. one up. Um, we'll get back. We've got a few other mailbags uh, to come, but we've got yep. to chuck in our AFL retire, resign, and re- um, uh, trade. Uh, Scotty Lysette, Riley O'Brien, or Mason Cox? Um, nothing against Riley O'Brien. I have a respect for him very much as a person. As a footballer, I'm not a fan I think he struggles with lack of footy now, consistently only hits to the one spot. I'm not a fan. Um, he can retire as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I'm not going to be – I can't lie. Fair call. Um, Scott Lysett, it's whether his body manages to hold up. I think if he's he's just had an op, whether that works, and mm-hmm. he then – he's got a big a big finals campaign coming up. If, if he gets through that, he's very much re-signed. If he doesn't, I, I, I think he becomes the because yep. Riley O'Brien will be playing for Adelaide next year. As much yep. as I hate to say it, yep. he will be, and probably Mason Cox is a little bit the same as Scott Lysett, but he's got a big September to come. If he can't get back in the Collingwood side, I think he becomes the retire. Yep. But if, but if he ends up back in it and plays his role, he probably gets another year. So sure, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to retire uh, Scotty Lysette. I'm going to re-sign Mason Cox and I'm going to trade Riley O'Brien. Yep. But again, that doesn't quite work out when Adelaide don't have the stocks to replace. I will say I'm happy that I know Adelaide are having a look. at. A, I don't know whether how high it is on their priority thing, but I'm, a, I'm impressed that they've been at, at least out looking at the best couple of young ruckmen mm-hmm. in code and a goad and luck uh, this year yep. from the 18 side of things. I watched him for Westminster on Wednesday night, six foot eight. Yep. And ended up talking to a couple of recruiters from different clubs about him. And we were all very much of the same thought process that his upside is enormous. Right. So I really he's he's now become my biggest interest on where he'll get picked up. Okay, uh, I was just about to say Grundy, uh, Adelaide looking at Grundy. I mean, they should be. Yep, I've got no doubt they should be. Where it then comes to play if O'Brien and I think O'Brien's already still signed for next year, which yep. I think's 
Anyway. Anyway. Yep. All right, we move on. We'll go back to the mailbag, mate. Uh, show from Clemsic. Uh, good question, this one. Uh, where do you expect – what do you expect from this year's AFLW, both the Crows and the Power? I think the Power will improve a bit and the Crows will still be competitive. I, I cannot understand why the AFLW – it had the, where the season was being played, starting in February, the Big Bash had finally finished its 832nd game mm-hmm. competition. Mm-hmm. You're crying out for footy. Why you then start your season while the AFL season's still going? Yep. And then the AFL, the grand final, as far as I'm concerned, at the elite level, that and the sample and, and that. So you finish that. Why you've then got a competition continuing, I think it's insane that. There was a big drop-off in numbers of attendance and ratings. And I'm sorry, for mine, they've got themselves to blame for changing where the competition dates were being played. I get it, the weather, yep. but I'm sorry. You can be smart with that. Play more night games, double-headers. Yep. I think they've blown what they had. If they get uh, the same ratings, et cetera, et cetera, this year, I think don't think they've got any choice but to go back to where it was uh, earlier on in uh, February and January, February. Uh, it's going to be an interesting watch. Um, Crows, and I, I agree with you, the power are going to improve and I think the Crows are going to be around the mark as well. Good systems down there and, and Matty uh, Clark's doing a very, yeah. very good job. Uh, thank you, Cheryl, for uh, writing in. Uh, Craig from Largs North. Now, it's not our Craig because I did oh, check. I actually right, did okay. check this. I did check this. Um, he talked about the. He wants to talk about. Will we see a revamped lived golf here in Adelaide if the PGA and the live start to come together? Because obviously we talked about it with Craig, uh, our man. Um, when it comes to golf, um, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. Well, I think Craig, and ironically, he does live very close to oh, there, there as well. No, I did double check. This. Um, I think we will get Craig on to answer that. My understanding is though the live will definitely be happening. Mm-hmm. Um. So we've just got to wait and see what what happens there. That it could change a little bit because there could be a couple of teams coming in and they're talking yeah, I, about having them ranked and things are up in the air a bit at the moment. Yep. And probably to have a chat, Craig again, uh, probably isn't the world's worst idea to no, get. And we'll do that as we get yeah. a little bit closer for sure. Yep. And our last mailbag uh, is from Ron. Uh, he's in the Barossa Valley. There uh, is this the last we've seen of Nick Nick Kyrgios, and do you think he'll retire? He's a big chance. Look, I, you know, he's not a tennis nut. He's not. He's a different cat. We all acknowledge that. But he's also well and truly tennis is in his life. And mm-hmm. I think if he, he's not nah, bugger this is too hard. I'm not. I'm not going to yep. put in the work uh, with a body. So yeah, I'll back retirement. I think he's pretty close. I think there is yep. a little bit of umming and ahhing there with him and. You've either got to be all your chips are in or all your chips are out. I don't think you yeah, can uh, ride on the fence on this one. So yep. thank you to Ron for that yep. question. Good question. Think, very, very good question. And to finish us off, mate, the good, the bad, the ugly from this week. Um, it's almost how the good and bad's the same. That The good is well and truly the Matildas. Yep. The bad's the disappointing that we didn't make the final because, yep. geez, imagine what it was going to be. It's taken over the country as it was. Yep. It, I mean, they're talking about public holidays, oh, and it's just been incredible. Crazy. So, it's not a, it's not a bad that we lost. That's no. not the right wording, but it's an oh, almost what could have been. Yep. is a better way to describe that. Yep. But the good, they're still the good. Absolutely, big time. Absolutely. And the ugly, 
Uh, there hasn't been too much ugly this no, week, to be honest no, with you. Look, I, can't, uh, I can't fault anything. No, another good, I re- and I'm glad I've actually thought of this at the time, I want to praise South Adelaide Football Club yep. last Saturday. Um, their uh, warmth, genuineness, seeing that you know, once the final siren had gone, hey, there's something way more important in footy. Mm-hmm. They all came in and ignored afterwards as well. So, look, full credit to South Adelaide Football Club for Absolutely. last weekend. Mate, you stole my thunder on all three of those. I can't fault the, the Matildas. Yep. Absolutely good. The bad, you're right. Uh, what could have been, yeah. and and obviously uh, South Adelaide's uh, um, warm gestures that you know really says a lot about a club, and and South Adelaide have been on the improve uh, for for a great number of years, and little things like this can can really uh, help both clubs form a, a stronger bond. Yeah, and the Matildas game was on at the time, so there was a bit of fun too with that. Yep, you know, there was obviously the. So it's not the right wording. Obviously, the mm-hmm. condolence side, yep. and that was still for front and foremost with everyone. Yep. But also a bit of fun too in terms of South Boy and um, Brooksby and the South Boys were two yards from me, and there was mm-hmm. an Adelaide, you know, Australia crossed the ball high in the box and went over the head and get Brooksby on, and yep. Then it became a bit of mucking around. Well, yep, your home banter. should be out there. And yep. It was good. It was good fun. Absolutely. All right, mate. We'll uh, we'll put this episode to bed, mate. Um, huge, huge episode once again, as per usual, mate. We promise to do better, and uh, we thank all of our special guests, and we thank uh, our uh, listeners who have written yeah. in and sent us some questions, which was something a bit different. We threw it out on the um, yeah, greatly on, on appreciate the, it on the socials a couple of weeks ago, and we got a couple of replies. So we're hoping to get a few more of those, Definitely. and we'll see how we go. Yep. Thank you. We'll see you next week. In this crazy world we live in, we all need the distraction. Enjoying the show? Like, rate, and subscribe. Hook up and connect with us on social media at SportsCast SA. We'll see you next time on Game On.